Yo, minasan, Manga Sensei Podcast. Yokoso. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Manga Sensei Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John Sensei, breaking for you, breaking down Japanese for you, humbly, every single day of the year. <laughs> Quick shout out to everybody at Cold House Studios. Thank you so much for letting us use your gorgeous studio. Make sure to go onto the interwebs, YouTube, Motion Coaster. You will not regret it. They have some very nice songs. <laughs> with that being said, we will jump right into today's podcast where we're continuing on with our theme where we're talking a little bit about earlier about talking about amounts using hodo, as we talked about before. Today, I wanted to talk about a simple grammar pattern that is easily overlooked when studying Japanese, which is goro. And tomorrow, 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 we'll talk about gurai. Goro means... Um, a, it, it gives you an approximate amount of time around a particular point, whether that's a, an exact point around like 12 o'clock or whether that's like when you were in high school or when you were a child. Um, any of these things are fine, but it gives you an approximately or an about. So if I said um, maybe, Yoru no juji goro ni um, I go to bed around 10 o'clock. Yoru no yoru juji. Juji is 10 o'clock. Juji goro. Goro makes it an approximate amount of time. My point of time is 10, and it's at about that time. Could be a little bit before, could be a little bit after. And then I would put ni for my particle for nemas, because I'm going to sleep, right? That's the direction that I'm going. Um, you can also add this to the end of verbs. It's really, goro is really, really flexible that way. You can add it after a verb. You can add it after a noun. So like where I did juji right there, where it was the time, that's a noun, right? Or I could put it after like, um, let's say, soro-soro momo taberu goro da. Soro-soro, soon, after a little while, momo, peach, ga, that's the object, right? That's the thing I'm talking about. Tabe. In that, so, or I could say taberu or tabe goro da. Time to eat is the time. I made that a noun, or I could say taberu goro, which is also just fine. The time that I would eat. Um, I, could, I could use that in many different ways, um, but goro is a great way to describe a, a, an about amount, an about amount of time. Um, you can also pronounce the word koro. Both of them are fine. I know some people throw little fits. No, it's Koro. No, it's Goro. It's it's fine either way. You're not going to get in trouble. Um, some ways may sound funnier than others, but you simply have to learn those by making mistakes and trying it out. So let's do a couple more example sentences with Goro or Koro. I'll use both. This is both are fine. And we will check out how to be more about things, okay? So if I said, Kokosei no Goro wa tanoshikatta desu. So when I was a high school student, it was fun. You notice there that I didn't use when, like toki or no toki ni, right? Like we learned a couple of episodes ago. Goro means about that time, about, and it indicates time already. So I don't have to say the toki there. I can just throw in koro or goro, and it puts it in there for me. Now, goro or koro can both be written um, in hiragana or... Or there is a kanji for it, which we will put in the show notes for you so you can see it. However, because this is so flexible, it is fine to write it either way. Okay? But remember, goro or koro are used to indicate an approximate time around a specific point in time. Okay? So like I said in the previous example, 
you can use but you can use it around a noun or you can use it around a verb. So if I said soro soro sakuro sakuro ga sakukoro desu. So shortly soro soro the cherry blossoms sakura ga saku is to bloom sakukoro desu. It'll be about the time about time to bloom. Again, koro already implies time so I don't have to add it there. With that, I will have to end the podcast and I will catch you folks tomorrow. Until then, Make some mistakes. Johnny.